Buckeye Breakdown live on a Wednesday night as the Ohio State Buckeyes get ready to resume their schedule after the bye week with the Maryland Terrapins coming to town. And that is might sound a little odd to you because Maryland's not a football powerhouse, but this is a better team than you're probably expecting just on the surface level. Maryland's undefeated. They've got a really good offense. Now, they haven't played too many challenging teams this year, but we've seen some interesting games between the Buckeyes and the Terps over the years. And so we're going to dive in and tell you what you need to know about Maryland as they get ready for their trip to Ohio State. Coming up next, Buckeye Breakdown Podcast. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Anthony Meglin. Glad to be with you here this evening, getting ready for Ohio State's Week 5 opponent, which I guess is technically their fifth game, but maybe Week 6 of uh, college football after the bye week last year, uh, last week. Hard to believe we were talking about October football already. Anthony, the Buckeyes got through the first month of the season unscathed, and ultimately that was the goal, right? They win every game. They, uh, they had a dramatic win, but they've made it pretty clear they are uh, not riding the high from Notre Dame anymore. They are fully focused on a Terrapins team that's playing good football as they come to Columbus this week. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy. Saying week six of college football is nuts. October football is great. We're in the best stretch. Like we're literally in the best stretch of college of actually sports with playoff baseball, football, hockey starts next week, basketball starts in about a month. Uh, but you get 50 straight days. Today marks the first day of 50 straight of just football. So this is awesome. It's the best time of the year. Um, soak it in while we got it, right? Uh, but yes, this is uh, this is a huge test for Ohio State. It truly is. And um, you know, coming off uh, of the bye week, you couldn't have had the bye week at a perfect, a better time, right? It allowed you to have that high of Notre Dame. We get that win, and then you come back into work, and it gives you a week where it's like, all right, you don't have to worry about that Notre Dame hangover, you know, because a lot of times you get those big emotional wins, and then they're huge letdown. Um, afterwards. But with that bye week where it was, it was perfectly timed um, for Ohio State. And um, listening to Coach Day speak yesterday, um, you could tell his tone was uh, his tone was tough. I mean, it was, hey, we got to continue to get better. Yeah, Kyle had a great drive, but it was, it was kind of like it was it was shocking to me. I was like, holy cow, like the dude won the game. Like we can give him some flowers, but he was like, hey, this is what we need every single time. He had a good quote of like, hey, when you come home with an A on your chemistry test, that's now the standard. Now that's what your mom expects. It's kind of similar. Hey, you come back with an A against Notre Dame, that's the standard going forward. So loved his tone. I love the mindset going into this game. And it's going to be an awesome challenge uh, for the Buckeyes here coming into week six. Ryan Day's record against unranked teams in his head coaching career is unblemished, 32-0. But I, I think maybe that's the right place to start because while he has certainly done what he's supposed to, he's taken care of business against the teams that he should beat, and, and I would argue Maryland is a team he should beat, um, Maryland doesn't necessarily like fit the mold, in my opinion, for a quote-unquote unranked team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good. And they've got some seriously talented skill position players on offense. 
And Ohio State's found themselves in a couple of dogfights with, with Maryland over the last few years. Obviously, the Dwayne Haskins game at Maryland, um, you know, that's the most memorable one, right? But even last year, I mean, Ohio State and Maryland played a pretty good game last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I would be overly concerned about this week going into it if I'm a Buckeye fan, but I would go in eyes wide open. I don't think that's unfair to say. It, it's almost a good thing how last year went. So kind of going back in the time capsule, uh, Maryland had to lead at halftime and then Ohio State. Um, and then it was kind of back and forth in the third quarter. Ohio State took the lead going into the fourth. And then the fourth quarter was was bonkers. 17-16 was the point scored um, in that uh, fourth quarter. And with nine minutes to go in the game, it was 33-30 to Ohio State. Um, after a Maryland touchdown, um, you know, so what I will say is that in the games that have been played against Maryland, the tight ones have been at Maryland, which is really good um, because this one's in Columbus. Um, however, that gives the Buckeyes and especially this week of practice, like uh, just a sense of focus. Like, you know, for a fact, they opened that team meeting on whether it was Sunday night or Monday or Tuesday, whatever that first meeting was, it was he stopped the tape at 33:30, or he stopped it the last time Maryland had the lead and goes, Hey, we don't overlook these guys. Cause we can't because they're explosive and they're really good. Um, they haven't quite played anybody yet. Uh, but they, they still bring some unique challenges to the table that that's going to test Ohio state in some, some pretty cool ways. I, I want to dive a little bit more into their offensive personnel and think about it through the lens of what we've seen from Ohio state defensively, because, I think the Buckeye defense is for real. They proved it, in my opinion, against a really good offensive team uh, in Notre Dame, and and they have been held, or I should say, they have held people in check all year long. You know, you could, in my opinion, you could argue right now that statistically, Ohio State's a top five off or five defense in the country. Um, I don't know that too many people in Ohio State's fan base here are used to that, but it's. It's legit. They're they're that good right now. So um, given what we've seen from Maryland and with Talia Tungavailoa running the show for them, he's a pretty explosive quarterback. Uh, what are the unique challenges that Maryland's going to present for us? Yeah, absolutely. And what I will add on to, to what you just said, I don't think you'd find much of an argument saying that Ohio State's a top five defense. They've been absolutely fantastic, and especially on the back end. Um, we really, for all year long, don't give up many big plays. You can really think back to like just a handful. There was a couple long throws in the Notre Dame game, um, but just – Got, that was like more veteran stuff where Hartman got through a progression and found an open guy. Um, you think back to Youngstown State, that long throw up the sideline, but that was uh, really all that was there. Indiana had nothing really big down the field. A couple Western Kentucky, but not too much. Uh, but this this uh, Maryland Terrapins team is going to test the secondary. So I think it's strength on strength. I think Ohio State's defensive strength is their back end and their secondary. And, you know, Denzel Burke, you got Lathan Ransom, you got Sonny Styles in the back. Um, you know, everyone, all of our stud players are in the back end. And then on the flip side of things, Maryland's strength is throwing the football. Talia Tungabailoa is off to a fantastic start. Um, he's completing over 69% of his passes, which is which is incredible. Actually, 65%, excuse me. Um, 65% of his passes for just under 1,500 yards in six in five games. Um, he's averaging 292 yards uh, a game through the air. So you can imagine they're coming out and slinging it. Um, and he's not throwing it to one or two guys. Um, you know, it's really, this is a, uh, this is a, um, 
receiving core by committee. You got five guys really that they rely on um, at, at any time. Um, starting with Octavian Smith Jr., he's probably your um, your bottom guy. He's got 11 catches for 122 yards. He's averaging 11 yards uh, a reception. Um, Corey Ditches, 18 catches. Caden Prather, 18 catches. Ty Felton, 18 catches. J- uh, Jason Jones, 19 catches. All of them have two or three touchdown catches. So you got five or six guys who he's been spreading the ball around to, which – when you're facing that and you're game planning for that, that's something where it's like, all right, boys, everyone's got to be locked in on your P's and Q's. Everyone's got to be locked in on your assignment and you got to cover for the, until the whistle, you got to cover through the whistle uh, because Talia's done. He's shown the ability to get through progressions, keep plays alive and make big plays down the field. I, I wonder how much of their success is dictated though, by who they've played. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, they beat up on Towson and on uh, actually a Charlotte team that the, uh, would keep an eye on Charlotte in years to come. I'm just going to put it that way. Like Charlotte's making some moves. They're not good. They're not Ohio State level good. But uh, keep an eye on that program. That's just a that's a that's a gut feeling. Uh, but they still beat them by 18. Um, they pounded Virginia, who's not not very good. You know, they caught Michigan State at like the perfect opportunity to catch a Michigan State team that was in the throngs of turmoil um, and they embarrassed Sparty. And then they beat up Indiana so bad that Tom Allen fired his offensive coordinator. So, you know, I'm kind of looking at this like, okay, I don't know if Indiana and Michigan State are the worst two teams in the Big Ten this year. But they're certainly in the conversation of worst three or four teams, right? Um, so part of the evaluation that I think we were trying to give Ohio State early in the year of like, okay, hey, I don't think the Buckeyes have played, you know, quote unquote, have played anybody early. How do we know if they're for real? Um, there were some things on tape that I think we could actually physically point to that said like, yeah, this looks really good. It's not just a guy who's clearly an FBS player against a guy who ain't right. Um, So when you've kind of studied Maryland a little bit, what leads you to believe that their statistics are not just the only reason people think they're impressive? Yeah, I think that that part's the hard part, right? That's really the million dollar question is what is it going to look like against a legit team? Um, However, where you can point to and where I encourage our fans to point to is Go watch the Indiana highlights or the Indiana tape and go watch the Michigan State tape. And what you'll find and why I think that they'll pose a they'll pose an issue uh, or they'll pose a, a little bit of competition for Ohio State is they go quickly. Like it happens very fast. Like they were up on Indiana 21 nothing before you could blank. They scored in 15 seconds. They had a first drive was 15 seconds, 17 seconds, maybe. 75 yards. It was three plays. It was a huge completion down the middle, a run, and then another huge completion for a touchdown. Um, so they it happens fast. So what that leads me to believe is um, they're well coached. Coach Day said that a number of times, and he really respects um, what they got going on on their side of things. But they're well coached and they're prepared. Um, you know, and when you look at a game plan and how a game plan unravels itself, you know, you look at that first quarter, and there's about teams will do about 12 to 15 plays, which which they'll call which they'll script. Okay, you know them the night before. 
They give them to their players. I used to sleep with our, my script. Like I would read it until it fell asleep on my face. And the quarterback knows it. The receivers know it. The running backs know it. The line knows it. Like everyone's got it in your head. And how they start is 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 crucial. Um, you know, so when you see Maryland get off to these quick starts, you know they're well prepared. They're well schemed against their opponent. Um, and that leads me to believe that they're going to have a really good plan, you know, going into uh, what they're going to face on Saturday afternoon. Where are they vulnerable? Where are they vulnerable? I think in the run game. Okay. So on the offensive side of the ball, that's where I believe that, you know, their vulnerabilities lie. So we're talking about this flash, these big plays, you know, up the field. What happens when Denzel Burke starts locking down somebody or what happens when nothing can get over the top um, of the Ohio state defense, or what happens when our defensive line starts getting after the quarterback and making it really hard to drop back and pass where they're vulnerable is when you make them have to run the ball. I don't think that they're bad at running the football. They got three guys um, that really take the lion's share of the carries. And overall, they're averaging about just over four yards to carry. But you're going to get really familiar with number 24, Roman Hemby. Um, he's going to be the guy in the backfield who's going to get a lot of the a lot of the carries. Um, he's going to come into the game with uh, he's got 64 carries for 327 yards. He scored four times, but you you average that out. He's averaging just south of five yards of carry, so that's pretty good. Um, but it's not like it's not that's I, I believe that's a little inflated. He's got a couple longs in there, long of 40, but he's got some huge, huge plays. Um, and then he's supplemented by Colby McDonald um, and Antoine Littleton. Littleton had a big touchdown last week um, against Indiana up the sidelines. It was a really nice run. Uh, but that's where I think if you can get them out of their comfort zone and get Talia uncomfortable and make them have to run the football, I think that's when it goes from, hey, this could potentially be a close game to, you know, bucks by 100 type of a situation. Okay. I mean, I don't want to think about this so much as like strength on strength, where it feels like Ohio State's defense is, you know, is an elite unit and Maryland's better part is their offense. Because uh, I think that downplays how good Ohio State's offense can look because we've mm -hmm. seen flashes of that. You know, Maryland's 5-0, and so they can't be terrible defensively. But I, I'm certain they haven't seen an offensive group that can light it up. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess maybe let's start with the same question on the other side. Since Ohio State's got a depth of options, where is Maryland's defense most vulnerable? Yeah, absolutely. I think their weakness on, on the defensive side of the ball is in the run game as well. We think back to last year where Dallin Hayden had his like breakout year, breakout game, um, scored five times um, and really just carried the carried the Buckeyes all day. Um, where CJ was kind of struggling, if you look back, you know, statistically speaking, he didn't have it that day, and Ohio State was able to lean on the run game. Now you look back, it was a lot. It looked a lot different, you know, based on our offensive line and all the stories that we've talked about. But I think that where Ohio State's going to make its money is, hey, let's establish the run. Let's get Trey going early. All right, let's get the run game going, um, and then that again will open up the, the open up the pass game. Let's be honest about it; they're not going to let Marvin beat you. Um, and I think that that we're used to seeing that. So is it going to be a big Emeka game? Probably. Is it going to be a big Cade Stover game? Yes, probably early. I think it's going to honestly be very similar um, to uh, to how the Notre Dame game looked, right? It may look a little tough early, um, you know, because I do think they're stout up front. Got a good defensive line. Um, they, they get after the quarterback. Not crazy, but they have a, a fair fair amount of sacks on the season. Um, got a couple guys with a pair of sacks, which that's, you know, that's leads me to believe they got a stout defensive front. Um, but 
I think that if Ohio State's able to establish the run and let Kyle throw off of that, I think that's um, that's huge advantage for Ohio State just to get it comfortable um, and get Kyle in advantageous situations where he's throwing the wide open guys off of play action as opposed to, hey, having to drop back and just like we're flinging this thing all day, all afternoon. This is a little bit of a of an outside question, but like. I know you told us a couple days ago how much you hated when you played having a bye early in the season because you, mm-hmm. you said your bye often came in like week two. So it almost felt like going back to training camp for you. But was it ever hard in like that first quarter or the first couple drives when you kind of like you're off the bye and and like you, you just try to like figure out a way to get locked back in? It's not even about who you played or the, the emotional win going into the bye, but like just the idea of the rhythm of a week where you don't have a game one week, does, does it take a little bit to kind of like lock back in? Yeah. You, you see it more Brennan in a lot of younger teams, you know, teams that don't have a lot of experience because you're right. It's a legit thing. Like they haven't played in two weeks. It's been 14 days. You've been going against your guys again in practice no one's been tackled again in two weeks. So it is like, it's like almost like knocking the cobwebs off. And uh, uh, yes, you make a great point where it's, Hey, sometimes it takes a play or two. You hope, you hope it doesn't roll into taking a series and you definitely hope it doesn't take a quarter, you know um, you know, because then you're behind the eight ball and now it's like, Oh gosh, here we go again. Like we're going to be in a battle all day. You see that more with young teams. Um, and, and I'd love, to, it's going to be, it honestly is something to keep in mind. Um, with with Kyle being his first start off of a bye, how is he going to look early? Obviously, you got Marvin and Emeka and Cade and Trey, who are all veteran guys. But um, there is some youth to this team and inexperience um, to this team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So you love to see how that's how they handle that. Um, and then on the defensive side, I think it's like totally opposite. I think you're led by Tommy Eichenberg, who's who's, you know, been doing this, this ain't, this ain't new to him. Right. And if, if somebody messes up or they're sleepwalking, right. And he's getting right in their face and getting after them, um, right. And waking them up. So I think defensively is where you're like, Hey, we're going to be good on that side of the ball. Let's make sure our offense comes out and comes out hot. You'd like to see what I often liked was when offensive coordinators were very aggressive early, like, Hey, let's take a shot or let's try to make a big play because that oftentimes just like, boom, you complete a 40 yard ball to Marvin down the sidelines. Like, all right, we're good. Let's go. Let's play some football. We're back. Um, so we'll see how they handle it and see what coach Hartline's got up his sleeve and see how Kyle's prepared and how he is uh, coming off of a bye. Yeah. And you know, I think Ryan day has shown uh, a little bit more of a tendency to want to take the ball first if he wins the coin toss, because he seems to have this mentality that possessions are limited or, or fewer plays than what he's used to. So he doesn't want to wait to get his offense on the field. And, and I, I get that. I mean, that, that logic, you know, matches for me. Um, but if Ohio state loses the coin toss, I guess there's a part of me that wants to see like Maryland's going to come out here and go swinging. Right. I mean, they are, they are on a mission to prove that they, you know, should be in consideration for a big 10 championship. I, I'm, and nobody plays in this conference because they're just filling scholarship spots. They're competitive. They want to win. And mm-hmm. Maryland is probably like, probably, I guess the best way to say it for me is like the best of the rest right now. Yeah. You know, I think they are the best team not named Ohio state, Michigan, and Penn state. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're better than every team in the West this year. And so, you know, they've got something to prove. And I, I, 
I just sort of expect Maryland to come out and take some shots, let her rip. Right. Because why not? Like, Hey, we've had, you and I've had this conversation and it's good. We're going to continue to have it every, you're going to get everyone's best shot. And that's the, that's the cool part of being Ohio state Buckeye. That's also the hard part. It's like, Holy cow. Like, all right, they're watching tape. Like, all right, he can beat us. He can score. He can score. He can score. All right, don't forget about the running back because he just had a 50-yard touchdown. Um, you know, so it's like, all right, we're going to get all this. But I think to your point, it's like, hey, that's the exciting part about it because we know they're going to come out swinging. We know they're going to take shots. All right, hey, JT, you know they're going to drop back. Go get him. Go get Talia. Get him off his rhythm. Jack, go make some big plays um, and see if you can't change the game early because why don't? What happens if they take the ball and JT strip sack, immediate turnover? How does that look? You know, um, there's just so many opportunities to make big plays. Um, and I'm really excited. I honestly am really excited to see like this iteration of Ohio State because it's like, all right, we got through the first quarter of the season or the first third of the season. We went through our bumps and bruises, took our learning curves. Let's unleash something now. Let's look like Ohio State football. Let's look like Ohio State Buckeyes um, and start building that up. Because to your point, it's like, all right, here's the top, th- the top three teams, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, order them however you'd like, and then it's Maryland. Maryland's trying to jump into that group. How are they going to do that? That's by beating Ohio State on Saturday. So they're going to give it their best shot. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be such a good game. I'm really fired up for it. Yeah, and look, I think the Buckeyes recognize they got a big challenge coming in, and frankly, their schedule in the month of October is challenging. Uh, Purdue's not great, and and we'll talk about Purdue next week. Um, but boy, you got two staunch tests after that with with Penn State coming to town, uh, and then you got to go up to Madison and take on a Wisconsin team that plays hard. I think they've got some quarterback problems, but other than that, it's a pretty good group. So we'll. Uh, We'll see how this goes, but I do think that there is uh, a, a pretty pretty reasonably high level of importance for Ohio State to come out and, and look the part this week. Um, no question. No question about it. It's a, big, it's a huge – I would I would even add on to that. It's like just a really big game, like just for all the reasons you stated. Come off a bye, keep that momentum from Notre Dame. And look, man, honestly, look around the country. You could go put up a – you could go put up a – you could throw a shutout on defense, win this game 35-42-0, and – now people are talking about you, Ohio State, as the best team in the country because, hey, what's different between Georgia going to Auburn compared to us? You know, Georgia's, Maryland, right? Georgia's looked pretty pedestrian so far. I'm not saying they've looked bad, mm-hmm. but they've looked human. They've looked beatable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think Washington's looked better than Georgia. And then even look like USC gets a lot of hype, and rightfully so. Caleb Williams is awesome, but their defense is bad i mean it's just bad you know there's no other way to slice it um you know so it's like all the top teams have these vulnerabilities man and if you can go out and you can play a really clean game on saturday then it becomes the question marks start to leave ohio state where it's like "Ah, i don't know where are they at it becomes this is a top flight team this is a one or two team um in the country and you got to respect the buckeyes yeah Uh, i can't wait to see uh can't wait to see this team on the field Saturday at high noon down at the Horseshoe. The game is on Fox, which I'm sure everybody's happy about because the game next week is on Peacock. And I know very few people are happy about that. <laughs> we'll dive into that another time. Uh, in the meantime, we got plenty more coverage coming this week on BuckeyesNow.com. Of course, that's the uh, latest spot for all the news and information around the team. Uh, and Anthony and I will continue our conversation as we preview this weekend's game as well with uh, more content coming your way the next couple of days. In the meantime, 
Uh, Ryan Day had a press conference yesterday and players spoke at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center tonight. If you haven't seen either of those, head over uh, back on the YouTube channel, come off the, the live show here, and then just go look at the uh, other videos. All of that stuff is available for you right now. So you can check that out there. We would certainly appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, that's the coolest way that uh, you can support us. So thanks very much for doing that. All right. For Anthony Meglin, I'm Brendan Gulick. We'll see you again real soon. Buckeyes and Terrapins coming up here in just a couple days.